this is Brian Roten, senior reporter for Hotel News Now. I'm here with Amanda Height, president of STR, and we're here on the second day of the America Lodging Investment Summit. Amanda, thanks so much for being here with us today. And uh, you can probably guess, but I want to ask you about numbers. Yes, thank you. So, uh, you know, let's jump right into it. Yesterday, uh, during the numbers panel, you shared with us uh, the latest forecast for the U.S. hotel industry for 2024 and uh, you know and beyond. Let's let's go into it. Can you give us a, an overview of uh, the latest figures? Yeah. So our outlook actually for 24 did not change um, in terms of RevPAR growth. So still expect rev- positive RevPAR growth for 24, and that is coming in at 4.1%. So unchanged from where we've been on our outlook for 24. Sort of the changes, minor changes within the makeup of how we get there is we did lift the room demand just slightly, um, but we also lifted supply growth. So, I mean, still supply growth is at 0.9%, so below 1%, very little new supply coming in to impact. Um, but overall, no significant change to the RevPAR outlook. And we did take 25 down just slightly. So. You know, overall, the economic environment going into 24 is stronger than what we expected. So GDP is coming in higher than what we had expected. We've done, the industry's done really well. So we've pushed some of that slowing down in later into the year and brought 25 down um, just a little. But still positive growth for 25. Our RevPAR outlook is 3.5%. So when you look at all of the factors at play that are you know, driving uh, particularly the, the the demand that we're seeing in the industry, you know, why I, I, why are things going so well? I mean, <laughs> like we, we we've been through a recovery, uh, but like we we've seen inflation be really high. It, it it's it's cooled, but it's still more. Everyone's paying more than they would want to right. pay for anything. So what is what's at play here, making things you know go so decently? Yeah, it's um, it feels. I think everyone's looking for like what's going to happen because we've we're weathering this sort of slowdown a little better than than what everyone expected in terms of the overall economy. You know, this is like we were calling for a recession, but now it's like oh, we might have a soft landing. Certainly, the the economic environment has held up stronger than what most people macro you know forecasters were expecting, and so that certainly plays into why. Hotel demand has remained strong. And then the fundamentals in terms of just the travel economy are so solid. And that's where, you know, the unemployment rate is still very low among college educated. So people that have jobs that are professionals that are earning $100,000 or more, they're the ones spending money on travel. We continue to see them prioritize their spending on travel and we expect that to continue. even with some overall economic slowdown, those people who are spending money, have the ability to spend money, are choosing to spend it on travel. And we've heard a lot about you know, rates normalizing, and now that, well, it's not normalizing, it's stabilizing. Mm-hmm. And then just, just, it's amazing to see how much, after years of uncertainty, just how calming in a way stability is for I mean, for everyone but for for this industry in, in particular yeah the rate growth has been um i mean obviously the skyrocketing inflation over the last couple of years helped rate growth we we are seeing that 
normalizing of rate growth. It's slowed, the rate of growth has slowed down for, for average daily rate, but still positive. And, you know, the good news for the industry is that we expect the rate growth to be slightly ahead of the rate of inflation for the next couple of years, which is really important for those owners and operators to, to try to help because we do still see rising cost. And um, to be able to have rate growth for, for 24, we're calling for ADR growth at 3.1% and 2.8% for 25. So good, positive ADR growth. And that's really helping um, prop up the RevPAR gains, especially this year. Yeah. How long ago was it that rate growth was actually above inflation growth? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it feels like it was so long ago, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... You know, I was certainly concerned about the last six months as we saw demand starting to slow down across the country and all of our RevPAR gains were coming from that rate growth. You know, we're not always known for keeping that um, positive and I, I was worried about what what's that going to mean, but um, we've done a really good job of like people, we know that people want to travel and not making big cuts to rate and I think that's because the costs are rising so rapidly for for owners and operators like we've been really diligent about making sure that that rates are priced accordingly for the demand that's there uh, I mean we you know, tourism economics uh, you know uh, recently that they put out that they expect you know the, the slowdown in the economy like I, what was it like zero percent GDP growth or something like that for like the first two quarters of the year? Not negative, just flat, and then coming back up. And then that, that's the soft landing that we heard so much about years ago. Like this is the target to to take inflation and and get it under control and not push us into an actual downturn. And it seems so far fetched at the time that. That could actually be accomplished. Yeah, I think everyone's still sort of feeling like, can it be accomplished? Yeah, it's just one of those like, I told you so. It it, it didn't happen, but I, I mean, everyone's rooting for it to to happen because if if that's the case, then we can continue to to grow from here. Yeah, I do. I think. I mean. Uh, coming into Alice, a lot of people are saying, do you have good news for us? Do you have good news for us? I'm like, yes, the good news is like things are still plugging along. We're doing really well. There, There's no dramatic changes. Um, and yeah, I think there's some upside opportunity. Like if the financial conditions can stabilize, maybe, you know, will the Fed do something different with rates? At least I think the certainty of knowing that rates will probably likely start to come down this year and based on on what the the markets are saying like i think that certainty is helping everyone be calm and continue to to plug along and have really nice growth in a very uncertain period i mean the the first time if they if they do it the first time that they lower rates, I, I gotta imagine that it's just gotta be more than the actual real effect of it, just the symbolic feeling of it, I think is going to yeah. it, it potentially could be a real turning point. The psychological. Yeah, we just need to make sure it doesn't send prices way up. <laughs> yeah, well then you just raise rates again just a little bit and then just 
have it fluctuating because people love that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't imagine what that sort of volatility <laughs> would do for us. So uh, you had mentioned that you know people were asking you going into this, hey, what's what's the good news? And you know, steady and steady is good news. But what are you hearing from the the people you're you're talking to here at the the conference and all your contacts? What what are they feeling? What are are they feeling good and they're just looking for confirmation that it's okay to feel good or, or, or what's the deal? Yeah, I think um, everyone feels like wants to feel good, but it's hard to feel good with all of the headlines and, you know, uncertainty that things could go one way or the other. I mean, there's a lot out there that can impact our industry that you, you just can't know what's going to happen. But overall, um, yeah, the I think everyone's feeling good that it's things are steady and um, not super boisterous or excited about that. But I think everyone feels good because we know like we don't have all of our business back in the industry, right? There, there's, there is upside. There are opportunities. Like everyone's talking about group. We know group will be strong, um, and there's there's opportunities for more group, but business travel also i mean it it's not back to where we were in 2019 it won't be this year but it's building back and we're seeing us make progress every month where weekday occupancy indexing to 2019 is improving like you can't ask for anything more right like i guess you could yes we want it back to 2019 but at least we're seeing improvement and that gives everyone confidence. And then you've got international that's coming back. And again, not back to where we were, but we're seeing continued improvement month over month. And that's all we can ask for. Like that's where people feel confident. And it's like, yes, we know how to continue to navigate this. Um, and we, we can pivot if something bad happens, but there's no reason to sort of expect that. It's that things are going to con continued measured improvement that will continue to give us um, good, solid demand for the industry. Yeah, I, that, uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer coming into this, hearing the the U.S. travel uh, projections for business travel and international inbound. But, I mean, to your point, like, if things are going this well as it is currently, and we know those two segments are going to come back maybe longer than we would like, but if that's just building on what there is currently, that's... I mean, it's not ideal, but it's still pretty good. Yes, it is. It's steady as she goes, for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if, if that's how uh, we were going to name the theme of, of uh, Alice this year, I mean, that's not that's not bad. I mean, it's not. I've, I've even heard uh, people saying cautiously optimistic again, and uh, that's a buzzword from uh, Alice's of uh, years past. Yeah, I would characterize my outlook as optimistic I, I wouldn't even put the caution in it like I think we as an industry have um, really good solid fundamentals and we are seeing continued improvement and that's every reason to be optimistic about the next year so don't foresee any uh, surprises uh, got any uh... <laughs> no I think I mean consumers <laughs> want to spend on travel like that is that's what makes me optimistic like I mean, that what will a, continue what a change i mean we everyone got their their buying of things out of the way when we were all stuck inside and now i mean i mean look at i mean it doesn't benefit hotels here but look at the outbound oh yeah yeah 
but even here, I mean, the mm-hmm. the idea that consumers aren't they they haven't pivoted back to buying as many things. That's they are prioritizing the travel. That's where people want to spend their money, and that just there's no erosion in that confidence of consumer spending on travel right now. It'd be interesting. I, I I don't know how well they do it, but you know when we look at you know they put out their the economists put out the monthly uh, you know indicators of you know how consumers are doing, and we see like you know spending at this is down. Like how much are they actually factoring in travel spend to to gauge the the health of the economy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's when we look at it's based on services mm-hmm. versus goods. So that the yeah, but you're exactly right. I think it helps that. It's still hard to get some goods. You know, there are still issues. If people want to do home renovations and all that, like the spending of money on goods is still um, difficult for U.S. consumers in some cases because of whether it be inventory issues because of supply chain or not, who knows. But um, that that certainly helps. That it, It's a whole lot yeah. easier to book a hotel room and a flight and go spend <laughs> it on travel. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they'd, they'd spend it if it was available to, yes. uh, to buy it. But. Yes. All right. Well, any closing thoughts from uh, your your time here at the conference and uh, forecast? I I think um, I, I, your your comment about the buzzword being cautiously optimistic. I think you know my view. I hadn't thought about it until you said that. I'm like I am optimistic. Um, it's not easy, right? We're in this period where yeah, there. But that's sort of the world every day. It feels. It almost feels boring right now after coming out of COVID and all that we've been through for the last couple of years. But I think being very optimistic about, you know, that the demand is there and we will keep growing. It's not crazy, you know, fun, shout it from the rooftop growth. And it's certainly different depending on where you are. But it's um, really good, solid growth that it's going to take us in throughout the this year. So I'm excited to see the year play out. That'd be very interesting, hopefully uh, in a good way. Yes. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for joining us again, and thank you all for listening. Stick with Hotel News now for further coverage of the America's Laundering Investment Summit. Hi, I'm Isaac Colazzo, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the CoStar Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, Hospitality Data Podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry's going. And we like to have fun with the data, too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on January 23rd, 2024 and edited by Brian Roden. Go to hotelnewsnow.com for the latest industry news every day.